Welcome to another uh, edition of eConversations, the NABE podcast where uh, myself, Julia Coronado, current and outgoing president of NABE, and Ellen Zentner, current vice president and incoming president of NABE, uh, will break it break down the most recent employment report. Now, Ellen and I are sitting here at the uh, NABE annual meeting in Dallas, Texas. Quite a large space. Quite a large space. Everything in Texas is big. Uh, the Longhorns just lost a squeaker. I know. Yesterday, really sad really about heartbreaking. That. So uh, Ellen and I both hail from Austin, and this is not the way we wanted it to go, but it was a great game. It was a great game. And just as crazy and exciting was the September jobs report. Am I right? Yeah. Wow. What a, what a doorbuster that was. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure for some, it was probably also a tearjerker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not for the American worker though. That's right. <laughs> uh, so we, it was one of those reports where everything doesn't sing the same song. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we had a blockbuster jobs number an unchanged unemployment rate. That's about four tenths higher than the cycle lows. So we've come up yeah. a little bit and moderating wage growth. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the error, the forecast error on the headline number was more than one standard deviation. It started yes. to feel like COVID time. Yes, exactly. Uh, again. PTSD. Yeah, exactly. Like, what do you mean 2 million on jobs? Exactly. <laughs> but I, but I think for me, the, the moment I saw that headline number and I started to break it down, it drew me back to how much you've been focused on immigration mm -hmm. and the immigration is going to be boosting numbers and whether yes. it was solely responsible for a big report today, it's going to bring people to the yes. labor market. Yes. And as you said, it's not bad for the American worker and that's slack. Yes. yes. It's a very strong jobs number, but that's slack. That's right. more supply side. That's more supply side. Exactly. And you could really see that. I mean, obviously there's a lot of seasonal things probably boosting September ADP was weak and FP was strong, but we're running at a strong uh, rate of job creation and it's not driving down unemployment or driving up wages because the supply side has improved so materially. Yeah. Uh, and that kind of makes it a bit of a complicated report for the Fed. The Fed just came out pretty hawkishly in September. It's driven bond yields much higher. The market's sort of on edge uh, in recent months. So you know, how do you think the Fed interprets this? Well, the markets on edge has been expressed in tighter financial conditions. And I think, I feel there might've been a larger response to the report, even more so than we got, because President Mary Daly of yes. the San Francisco Fed had spoken the day before yes. at the Economics Club of New York. And in a in a clear shift, which the tone had been shifting that direction, it was it was a more clear message that financial conditions have really tightened here. Yeah, yeah. They've tightened a lot. Yeah. And so perhaps that extra hike this year is not needed, but that does not change the message that you're still going to hold rates higher for longer. higher for longer, which is really what's been driving long-term bond yields. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was the aspect of the report. Some of the Fed speakers have um, expressed surprise at the move in bond yields, but I think, uh, you know, it really was that signal of 2024, that forecast of taking out, you know, most of the rate cuts that they planned and, uh, you know, really that driving home that higher for longer message you know, that that tells us something about their reaction function. And that really has been a material, um, you know, 
pressure on yeah. longer term bond yeah. yields. And I think on coming on the cusp of NABE's annual conference is a great opportunity to hear from policymakers because the the Federal Reserve System um, have been very kind partners to NABE in terms yes. of speaking at our conferences. We have uh, on uh, Monday coming up, we've got uh, Vice Chair Jefferson speaking after Lori Logan, president yes. of the Dallas Fed, speaks first thing in the morning. Right. On Tuesday morning, we have Roberto Perley, yes. new Soma portfolio manager, kicking us off. Right. Among titans of industry, CEOs, uh, and other chief economists from every major industry you could yep. think of. Yep. And so this is a time to come together and really hear everyone's thoughts and how they're thinking about the labor market, yeah. because it is quite strong. It is quite strong. And I mean, look, the Fed in, in some senses needs to, um, you know, really appreciate the trade-offs that they're facing right now. I mean, we've had inflation come down a lot faster than they expected. I know you and I have been on the side of expecting that faster moderation and in inflation because of supply side improvement. The Fed was a lot more cautious, um, but they've got a still resilient job market and still moderating inflation. I mean, yes, that's a challenging set of information, but it's a lot better than what a lot of people were expecting, which was that we would be in a recession by now. Yeah, recession, that unemployment would soar, uh, and that's not been the case. And so I think I think the, the key message from policymakers, I expect, would continue to be we've arrived at a place where... We need to continue to see things unfold and we can hold here for right. a time. I right. mean, I don't think they're going to give up on the possibility of another hike this year until yeah. later in the year. Right. Um, because inflation is still high, even though it's been coming down. Yeah. If GDP is as fast as it has been, if job growth is as fast, you're going to have a healthy dose of skepticism right. that that kind of deceleration would continue. Right. Um, but from where I sit, uh, and where we sit covering the the data, because you and I talk to each other all the time, yeah. not just during e-conversations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel like the Fed has done enough and the prudent step is to pause. take a right, yeah. take a pause. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think, especially with the move in long-term bond yields, I think we can see that the economy is still interest rate sensitive in the rollover in mortgage applications. September um uh, home sales are going to be probably a train wreck as, yeah, far, yeah. as far as the leading indicators suggest. The so. Census Bureau data on credit card spend, yep. they've been putting out that high frequency data. It dropped by 4% yeah. in September. Yeah. Uh, now that doesn't mean retail sales are going to be down 4%, right. um, but you are seeing some of the payback coming through from Amazon Prime Day right. from all of the summer big blockbuster the block, events. The, the, the Barbie boost or all what was those, that? <laughs> Taylor, the Barbenheimer boost. The the Taylor Swift concert yeah. is going to be released soon. And I yeah. know it's oh, sold out that's everywhere. It's going to sell out at theaters. Uh, yeah. I know, a, I know a few people close to us at NABE that have gone several times uh, to see who shall Taylor remain unnamed. Who might be in this room. May, they may or may not be in this room. <laughs> Anyhow, so we'll, we'll see. You know, yes. I, I, it, but, but so I think there's enough uncertainty in the data that it is prudent to pause here. And, uh -huh. and what are, what's on your immediate radar? So on my immediate radar is exactly what you put your finger on, which is, you know, is Q3 just part of an ebb and flow and we're at a lower run rate on growth, which is what I think is the case, um, or there is this reacceleration narrative. I mean, it is one thing I noticed in the jobs report that I thought was very encouraging as far as resiliency was that hiring broadened out. 
Mm -hmm. You know, it had narrowed a lot during the summer to really just being driven mostly by healthcare and some leisure and hospitality. And it was had a broader base. And that sort of, you know, suggests that maybe we can open up if, if we can get this mix of policy right, we could give way to a sort of second phase of the expansion that's more moderate growth, inflation coming down, uh, but still resiliency in the job market. I mean, that's that's the definition of a soft yeah. landing, but I think that the, the the details of the report certainly suggest that. I think for the Fed to hold its fire, they are going to need to see some moderation in consumer spending after a very hot Q3, um, some further cooling in inflation. This is our baseline forecast, but yeah. I think we need to see that materialize in the data for them to to hold their fire. I think they they seem to have a case of PTSD from being exactly <laughs> so wrong on inflation early on yeah. and, uh, uh, and having to play catch up that they don't want to find themselves back in that place again. What are, what are you looking? I think for the, the, now that employment is out of the way, the inflation data, yeah. uh, you know, I think CPI will still show some moderation. Mm -hmm. I think around the turn of the year, assuming that you're right on monthly forecasts that far yeah, out, yeah. but around the turn of the year, there is some strengthening, I think, in, in, in trend inflation. Not a lot, but it doesn't continue the pace of these desellers in our forecast. Yeah, so I think yeah. that's what I would be watching for. But again, that would just support the whole for longer. Yeah, higher I for don't longer. expect the data to support them to hike again. Keep hiking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but we'll see. We, we The data will tell the story. The data will speak. And with that, we will conclude. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it was a particularly exciting employment report. We may not get the next employment report, depending on whether the government can get their you-know-what together uh, and uh, pass a continuing resolution. If they do, then we will be here again next, yes. next month, breaking it down for you. Thank you for joining us. Good luck out there. And uh, if you can... Come down to Nave or, uh, or or log in online and it's register sunny in and Dallas. It virtually. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful day in Dallas. Yes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of eConversations with Nave. We hope to see you in Santa Clara, California, November eighth through tenth for the seventh annual Nave Tech Economics Conference. Each year, tech brings together hundreds of applied economists, data scientists, academics, and grad students for an intellectual exchange on how developments in economics and data science are impacting approaches, frameworks, tools, and techniques employed by practitioners at tech companies and other businesses. If you are a new minted economist hitting the job market for the first time this year, or an experienced economist looking for a new role, tech will feature an in-person industry job fair for employers and candidates. Employers from tech, consulting, government, and other sectors will be on-site to interview and network. For more information on the conference, please visit nave.com slash tech2023.